even with that defense being great, at some point they're going to get in the shootout. He's a great coordinator, not a great head coach. I think there's one thing we're all saying for a fact. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Goal Line Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Seifer. I'm here with Rob today for a Week 15 prediction episode of the pod. If you want more of my content, check out at No Huddle NFL, No Capitalism, No Spaces on TikTok and Instagram. Also on YouTube, No Huddle NFL, No Capitals and No Spaces. Also on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at No Huddle NFL, No Capitals and No Spaces with an underscore at the end. How are you doing today? And feel free to plug your stuff because the people deserve to know about your content, don't they? <laughs> um, you know, uh, it is Rob Talks Football on TikTok, um, Breakfast Carrot on Twitter. Um, Breakfast Carrot is just one one whole word. Um, Rob Talks Football is Rob underscore Talks underscore Football because I'm basic like that. Um, but you know, hanging out, chilling, enjoying my day. Yeah, you know, you're done with finals. I am pretty close to done with the entire college application process. So, you know, it's a great time to be celebrating holiday season coming up and all that great stuff. And the best thing about it is with the holiday season comes snow games in football. And I'm not sure if any of these games are confirmed to be, you know, the polar tundra, you know, drenched in snow you know, almost like a throwback McCoy game, but it's definitely a time in the season where these teams that were playing one brand of football are starting to try and play another because they know that game, that style of ball doesn't work the same way at this point in the year. Now, what teams do you believe are really starting to get hot at this point, and which teams do you think are starting to really benefit from whether it's the colder weather or just, you know, they're starting to click the pieces together and play a lot better at this point in the season than they were earlier. Um, you know, considering that there's there's a lot of backup QBs playing within the last couple of weeks, and, I mean, Easton Stick being another one for the Chargers now that Justin Herbert's out for the year, um, I think it's kind of convenient that it's happening around the time where you really have to start kind of grinding the football and running the ball more and more. Um, but the teams that are getting hot, I mean, the obvious one, I think, I think the most obvious one is the Broncos. Um, going from one and five to their, what now, seven and six record or seven and five? Yeah, they're, uh, at, they're at seven and six at this point. Yeah, like that turnaround is crazy the van the vance joseph like complete schematic overhaul um is insane and you know just shout out to that brett coleman video who broke it down because that was insane um other than that i mean most of these teams that are like in the playoff hunt are i kind of expect i not even expect i just don't really see any of these teams that are like getting hot at the right moment or like doing the right things now that they weren't already doing like a month or two ago. Um, other than the Broncos, just the Broncos. I was just about to say Denver. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Denver is the obvious answer to that question. Um, actually, at the you, know what, you know, I get my my the NFC one. I just realized the Packers. Duh, because well, well you want to say the Packers. 
you want to say yeah. the Packers. Does that last game not really make you a little bit worried? Um, not really, because it's kind of it, it's it's like Jordan Love start like in early in the year he started off a little hot, then schematically they kind of like started to teeter off a little bit. Injuries didn't really help. Then it kind of came back on, and you know had a down game, but I still think they're not. I don't want to say they're a lock for the playoffs, but I definitely think they're gonna make it. Um, where they they they're more likely to make it than not, just because Matt Lafleur is still a pretty solid coach. They just need to get he- a little bit healthier. Like Aaron, if Aaron Jones comes back, then I think that'll kind of that'll help a lot. Um, but also at the same time, dude, when you're playing the Italian Stallion and Danny, <laughs> Tommy Tommy DeVito, you, you Tommy got, DeVito, you want it, like, you Danny wanted DeVito. to say Danny DeVito, yeah, everyone wants yeah. to say Danny DeVito, everyone loves Danny DeVito, but yeah, Tommy DeVito, like I mean, dude, when you're playing the Italian Stallion, I mean, you, there's only so much you can do, you know. Um, it is also an every week league, so I think you know, probably like eight, nine times out of ten, the Packers win that matchup, and they just ended up playing the matchup that they didn't win. Um, but yeah, I'm still I'm still fairly confident in them to make the playoffs. I'm still confident in the Lions winning the winning the division. If I had to guess now, it'd probably be Lions, Packers, Vikings, and then Bears in, in last place. But yeah, those are probably the two teams that I think are getting relatively hot. Would be Denver and the Packers regardless of the last Packers game. Yeah. And, and, you know, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of people would agree with that. I I don't think many people would pick any other team. I mean, maybe the Rams you want to throw into that discussion, but they've kind of been playing good ball all year. They've been playing pretty solid ball all year. I think it's just they're, they're still a very young team. So you're going to have hiccups here and there. Like, their secondary has been kind of, like, very suspect more often than not. Um, but, yeah, I mean, dude, they came they came into Baltimore where the Ravens just came off a bye week and put up 37, no, 31 points. Like, what? <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, no. It, um, again, they're a good team. I, I think my hot take for next year would be that the Rams win the NFC West. Um, but that's a discussion for next year. Yeah. Well, right now, I, I think a lot of people would agree. They're, they're one of the hotter teams in football, even after a loss against the Ravens. Like you said, the ability to put up 31 against that defense, it's it's hell of an accomplishment. There, there's no doubting that. Anyway, let's <laughs> move on to – I know you're you're excited to talk about your Ravens, aren't you? We'll, we'll yeah, get to them. They're, they're playing Sunday night, so we got. Time. Yeah, we we have time for now. We have to talk about probably the worst primetime football game this season, and that's saying a lot because there there have been a lot of bad primetime football games, but this one seems to be oh. taking the cake. You mentioned Easton Stick. How about a quarterback battle between him and at least right now? It seems like Aiden O'Connell is going to be the starter. Very possible that that changes though. Antonio Pierce says they don't have a locked-in starter for this upcoming week, upcoming game, if you even want to use the game, the word game here. I feel like I'm using that word a little bit too lightly. It it definitely is a uh, a matchup. It definitely is 11 people on each it, team it is. representing yeah, it is uh, both teams. It, it definitely is a matchup. It definitely is 11 people on both sides representing two football teams, quote-unquote, 
uh, and attempting to put points on a scoreboard. Keyword attempting, because both of these offenses are going to look terrible. And it doesn't help either that we can't even say, like, oh, the, but the Chargers defense sucks, so Aiden O'Connell's going to be able to do damage, because the Chargers defense has been playing fine-ish recently. I mean, again, as a Ravens fan, you know this. They played a pretty good matchup against Baltimore that definitely was one of the better games of the season for this Chargers defense. They still ended up losing, but... Yeah, I, I mean, only allowing 20 points was definitely impressive. Yeah, did I say 10? I think um, I might have said 10. But yeah, you're, oh, wait, you're right. Wait, wait. Sorry, I'm... For so- no, they yeah, they the defense... Held the team to they held 20. the Ravens to twenty points. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said ten. Uh I it might have been ten points and a half. I don't know why that number ten was in my brain. But yeah, that Chargers defense is playing better football. It's not great football, but it, it is better. The the problem is now the only thing that gave me any confidence in this offense isn't gonna be playing. And the other guy who kinda has been helping him, Keenan Allen, yeah, he's not playing either. So, is there anything to give this Chargers offense optimism? Because Eckler's been awful. Quinton Johnston's been awful. There's nothing. There's nothing to work with. Am I missing something, or is there some chance that this Chargers team drops a zero here? Yeah, um, there's there's nothing. There's really nothing (laughs) exciting other than maybe the chance that Quentin Johnston just decides to show up for a game. Um but I mean I, what there there is nothing exciting. Like the Aiden O'Connell excitement was kinda is kinda over with now. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um yeah, Easton Stick is Easton Stick. <laughs> I, I I just I don't I've wa- I've pretty much watched every Thursday night game up until this point and I'm like genuinely considering just not doing it tomorrow and just finding <laughs> something else to do because like I just I don't I don't know how I could actually find a way to enjoy this game. Poor and, Al I mean, Michaels. Poor Al Michaels. I feel bad for that man. He's <laughs> he's literally had like two Thursday night games that are good this year, maybe maybe two. And one of them was coincidentally the Ravens and the Bengals game because that was actually that was unironically a good game until well it was going to be a better game than it was if Burrow stayed healthy mm-hmm. but overall I mean I think it was a good game because the Ravens won so and and that's funny because one one of the better Thursday night football games since Amazon started covering it has been the Steelers against the Patriots with Mitch Trubisky oh that's right yeah that game that was actually an uh, that was in a surprisingly decent game because we were like, oh, points are actually being scored here. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Although, if you were to pick a winner, who who would you pick? If you had to, gun to your head, pick a winner in this absolute snooze fest of a football game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna hype up my boy Aiden O'Connell. I think you know his his uh to to quote from Brett Coleman again because I just I so appreciate that man. Um. Uh, he he is a young Kirk Cousins in development, so I think I got to go with the young Kirk. That also looks like Farva from Super Troopers, and support my boy Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders. Um, also, I have Devontae Adams in fantasy, so I kind of just need him to like do something <laughs> for me in the playoffs because the playoffs start this week. So, 
Yeah. And then maybe Josh Jacobs plays, and then all of a sudden the game doesn't oh, need I have, to be I have won. Jacobs by and too, yeah. So I just need I need the Raiders to just show up tomorrow. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, show up they will. There's a lot of questions about this game, but they will indeed show up on the football field. Yeah, they'll be there on time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I agree. I'm picking the Raiders just because. Again, Keenan Allen not being in, the Chargers have nothing. At least the Raiders have Devontae. Maybe Josh Jacobs plays. Maybe he doesn't. Even then, I I trust Aiden O'Connell more than I trust Easton Stick. I mean, I don't trust either. But if I had to pick one gun to my head, I, I'm pulling the trigger for the guy. But if that's not an option either, then I would pick Aiden O'Connell. So I'm taking the Raiders here. Now, we're doing something new this week because last week was terrible for everyone trying to predict games. Uh, A lot of upsets. Uh, A a lot of upsets. So this week, just because any given Sunday, anything could happen, and that that statement has no bounds. No bounds whatsoever. Literally anything can happen on any of these games. No one knows anything. There's no point of me even doing this podcast and no point of you even listening. (laughs) There's there's no point. We're... (laughs) We, it, everything's a 50-50. It, it doesn't matter how good a team looks. They, they could just lose to the Jets. It, it really doesn't matter. Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito can throw for 300 yards because why not? I, I mean, come on. It, it's impossible to predict this. So because of that, we are going to literally flip a coin for each of these games. Hedge is the home team. Tails is the away team. And the coin is going to try and say who wins. Let's see if either of us can outperform the coin here. Oh, Lord. Yep. It's hard because I have to hold my mic, so I'm doing this with one hand. Uh, <laughs> let's see. That is a Tails. So this is going to say that the the coin has officially spoken, and it says the Chargers. So I guess Easton Stick is going to have a Tommy DeVito type of master class game and carry this football team quote-unquote, to a win against Aiden O'Connell and the boys. So, can't wait for the coin to be smarter than both of us with this specific game. I'm hoping I'm hoping some of these games, one of us is splitting with the coin, right? It, it splits both of us up because I'm not going to lie, I feel very comfortable when the coin's on my side. I, I really do here. So, I'm writing this down and we're going to see how we do. And then all of you could humiliate us for literally getting beat by a coin in terms of predictions. So I, I hope you all enjoy that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so writing that down right now. Chargers, coin, both Raiders. There we go. So now, again, we are going to get humiliated by an inanimate object. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> it worst thing that... Worst things can happen. Yet again, we could be the Houston Texans and lose to the Jets. We could be the Miami Dolphins and lose to the Titans, right? Yes, yes, we could. There there are worse looks. There definitely are. This is also the same season where Jake Browning looks amazing. So, once again, anything can happen. The Bengals season since Joe Burrow has went down is a perfect example of that. How do you feel about their matchup against the Minnesota Vikings in Cincinnati? What's the pick here? I feel like this should be a really good game. I think this will be a, 
better game than people are expecting because it's Nick Mullins versus Jake Browning. Um, but I, I want them to lose because it's a division team. But I do, I do have the Bengals winning this matchup because you know I just got to ride the hot hand while you can. And Jake Browning has been looking pretty decent, and the scheme has been working for him. Um, you know, Jamar Chase is still Jamar Chase, so you know, if it, I mean if he's if he is his heel is fine, which apparently his heel has been he's been cleared to play um, on Saturday, so it should be fine. But um, yeah, I think it'll be a very good inter- good and interesting matchup. Um, I think defensively, so Lou and Arumo and Brian Flores, I'm very interested to see how they scheme up against each other's respective offenses because they're both backups mm-hmm. and they're both good defensive coordinators. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how they scheme up to like mess with mess with the QBs. Um more so than expecting like an offensive shootout. Which I mean could God I mean could happen. But I think both the defensive coordinators are good enough to where the game will probably end up being like a twenty to seventeen, maybe twenty three to twenty game. Um and that's like that's like a that would be me expecting a high scoring game in that mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah, I, I agree that is a high score for the specific game. Again, two backup quarterbacks. I know Jake Browning has really performed well, and I gotta give Zach Taylor credit. He's done a very good job elevating a backup quarterback using certain schematic things to kind of handhold mm-hmm. him, whether it's play action, cross formation motion, a bunch of stuff to really help Browning operate like an NFL starter, even though he isn't one. I am very impressed by how they went about doing that. That being said, Flores is gonna so is gonna show uh, Jake Browning some stuff. He he definitely is, and Arumo is gonna show Nick Mullen some stuff. This is going to be a defensive game. I'm very confident of that. But the Bengals, like we know, they can handhold their quarterback. They can. The Vikings might have the right scheme in place, but they don't have the right talent. I think some of these plays are just going to come down to Jimmy Joe's outdoing Jimmy Joe's. All right? Just that simple. It's not going to be a big X's and O's game. On the offensive side of the ball. Because the the playbooks are limited on both sides. They really are. The defenses are going to be messing with these quarterbacks. But I really have confidence in Jamar Chase. In Joe Mixon. To elevate Browning. And allow him to at least get in field goal range. Allow the offense to get constant three point drives. While the Vikings are struggling to even get past the 50. So I'm taking the Bengals here just like you. Let's see if the coin agrees with us on this one. Okay, got it in place. Bengals are home. Vikings are away. So let's see. Uh, that is tails again. So once again, we're both idiots. Uh, the, the coin says Vikings. No point of even playing the game. The 50-50 chance said no. So, once again, we're going to get humiliated when the Vikings end up winning this game somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Both disagree. Both Bengals. 
eventually one of us are going to end up taking sides with the coin. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting situation there. I feel like again, I I have more confidence in the coins prediction than either of ours just because of how poorly last week went. It's no longer a thing of logical reasoning. It really isn't. It's just it really is just how how does the football game feel like playing off what playing out how do the football gods feel in that specific day it, it, it's been a weird season man steelers at colts another game that can end very weirdly because these are two really strange football teams another division rival for you and your baltimore ravens colts are home at this one both teams need this win badly like, like, there's no doubting that. The Colts want to bounce back after a down week against the Bengals, and the Steelers are on a complete downward spiral. Which team do you think wants it more, and which team do you think will have that desire to win translate? Desire to win? If I have to go off a of desire to win, I think my, the Mike Tomlin-led Steelers will have more desire to win. But, Dane Steichen's been pretty solid. For the for the Colts, no doubt and the Colts that. Been a much better team than I expected. Like with Gardner Minshew, like I expected them to be a fringe playoff team when Anthony Richardson was playing, but with Gardner Minshew, I mean they've they've hung around surprisingly enough. <clears throat> yeah, no, um, they've been they've been really good at you know fighting despite having a backup quarterback, and it's very easy to forget that they have a backup quarterback in because Minshew hasn't been playing too well, but. He's been executing, and the offense has been good with him at the helm. So, you know, it leaves a good taste in your mouth, 100%. Yeah, and, I mean, talent-wise, I feel like they're relatively similar, um, or, like, talent level, they're relatively similar. I'd probably say the Steelers have a little bit more talent on both sides of the ball um, than the Colts. But I think I'm going to take the Colts. I think coaching wise, at least offensively, I think they're going to be co- they're coached a little bit better. Um, where this might just be another game where Michael Pittman just kind of does his thing and just gets like nine, ten catches on like fifteen tar like fifteen, sixteen targets, and just goes off. Yeah, and listen, Pittman has done a really good job this year, so it's very possible, especially against the Steelers secondary that isn't too great. Speaking of, the the Steelers' defense is banged up. It, it really is. The two edge rushers, Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, both playing through injury, might not even play. We don't know. Uh, really concerning there because those are two key players on this defense. When they're not playing at 100%, that secondary that we just mentioned gets exposed a lot. The Colts ha- have the quarterback advantage here. They do. Minshew versus Trubisky. Uh, It's an interesting battle, 100%, but I feel a lot more confident in Minshew here. So the quarterback advantage and just the overall health advantage on the defense, I think that the Steelers' downward spiral continues. Yeah, let's see what the coin thinks because the coin is going to tell us that the Steelers are going to win this because it's Mike Tomlin. Of course. Well, listen, if there's one... If there's one person the coin loves, it's Mike Tomlin. Because it makes the coin look a lot better. Because of the amount of bullshittery that's been happening with the Steelers. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. With that said, though, 
the coin has spoken, and it is taking the Indianapolis Colts. Oh yeah, baby. We're we're on oh, the yeah. side of the coin, aren't we? It's it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day when we're on the side of the coin. So I'm writing that down right now. So this one we won't get humiliated. This will be the only game we get right. Yes. Uh <laughs> let's move on to the Broncos at Lions. This is a this game that I would have thought would have been interesting, but instead, I'm not going to lie, I'm losing a lot of confidence in the Lions. I, I really am. I, I understand. I understand. But I think this ha- I think this game has, poten- has like, ga- this is game of the week potential. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's on a Saturday makes makes that even a little bit more crazy. Um, I think the, the Ben Johnson versus Van Joseph matchup is very exciting to to like look forward to because like a, like we mentioned earlier Van Joseph turning that defense around is insane Ben Johnson's going is like barring anything unforeseen like an Eric Bieniemy level bullshittery um for lack of a better word Ben Johnson is going to be a head coach somewhere this offseason so I think this will not only be a test for him as like a job, as like a resume booster, where it's like you're playing one of the best defenses in the league within the la- like of the past month, month and a half. And your team the team has been struggling. So like you gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to start cooking something up. All right. And what better what better uh way to like kind of show that ingenuity? Um than against the Vance Joseph defense. Yeah, 100%. And I like that you're looking at it from an X's and O's perspective because Vance Joseph, what he has done with that defense, it has just been the same blitz over and over. Like, they just blitz the Mike linebacker pretty much every play. It's constant. It's constant. They send a five-man pressure at you, and most of the time it's the same. It's... From the same area. It really is. It's a predictable defense, but it doesn't really matter. Teams have struggled to stop it. Ben Johnson will throw some crazy stuff at Vance that will force him to take the defense out of his comfort zone. There's no doubting that. It'll be an interesting battle, 100%. What do you have to say about this Lions defense and how they've been performing, though? Because that's the reason I'm taking Denver here. The Broncos have a legitimate defense. Detroit doesn't. They just simply don't. So, yeah, I, I'm taking Denver purely for that reason. Are you willing to say that the either the defense will take a step up in this game, or are you just going to say that the offense is going to outperform the lackluster defense? I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with the latter. I, I I'm gonna take the Lions. Uh, like like uh. Like the fifty-one percent to forty-nine percent kind of level, where like I'm taking the Lions, but it's like very, very slim. Um, like uh, I'm not gonna put my foot down on it, but I think I, th- I love Ben Johnson, and that's kind of, that's yeah. kind of like my uh, my little bias here, where like I just I I think, I think it's just always gonna culminate to where like, the Broncos are still hot, like they are the hot team right now. Yes. Yes. Um. And, you know, Russell Wilson's looked a little bit more like the old Russell Wilson that we used to know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, not entirely, but a little bit. But I think, yeah, I think, like you said, Ben Johnson's going to throw throw some stuff at Vance that's going to make that's going to have to make the defense adjust a little bit, and that's either going to that's either going to help the Broncos defense get even better because they'll just be like, oh, we can we can also do this and still succeed, and Ben Johnson's just going to look like a fool, or Ben Johnson's going to be like, oh, they're going to do that. Okay, now let's go do what we do and take advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Jerry Goff is not, like, an elite-level quarterback, but he's still a pretty solid guy in this scheme. So I think if if they're able to free up the intermediate game, like they've usually done, I think I think the Lions can handle it. But it's it's a very big if. I just struggle to believe that Detroit's defense can hold its own in this one. I really do. <laughs> now, yeah. bless you, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Denver's offense can be one-dimensional at times, and maybe that can allow Detroit to have a much better game than we're used to seeing from them. But I, I'm i not going to bank on that. I, I'm really not. Even if it's a one-dimensional offense, I don't think Detroit can stop anything. That... The film from that Chicago game was really, really demoralizing for that defense. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's why I'm like, it's like just very, it's very slim. Like it's one of those games where like I'm being hopeful, but I'm not. I'm also not like fully committed and expecting the Lions to like win. Um, but I still do think that at the at the peak of like what this game could be is is definitely game of the. It was like game of the week potential. Like speaking of Barnett. speaking of a fifty-one to forty-nine, or maybe even a fifty-fifty, the coin wants to talk. So let's see what it has to say here. Oh, there we go. Heads. So it's taken Detroit. the The coin has split us for the first All time. All right. This episode. All right. All of a sudden, I feel yeah. way less confident in my choice. Mm. <laughs> so the coin. The coin. I have the power of the coin on my side. That that's beautiful to hear, isn't it? <laughs> now, now let's hope the coin lands my way in the future. Other, because uh, once again, I legitimately feel more confident in the coin than I do in either of us. Because logic and reasoning, this has not been the season for logic and reasoning. It, it really hasn't. It, it has been a season for random stuff just occurring, random stuff just happening, and just random results. There, there's no point of logic when, once again. The Packers are going to lose to the Giants and Tommy DeVito out of nowhere when the Rams are going to play the Ravens really, really tight and make them need a punt return touchdown in order to win. It's it's impossible to predict because nothing, no amount of calculations, no amount of research is going to make you legitimately have a chance, have an 100% chance of getting the game right. Any given Sunday to the max. That's what the season has been. Now, I mean, literally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to a division rivalry game between the Falcons and the team with the worst record in the league right now. The Falcons are playing against the Carolina Panthers. Do you see the Panthers getting their second win of the season here or no? You're taking the Falcons. 
I'm 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 gonna take the Falcons. Now, again, I went on my tangent a couple weeks ago regarding Arthur Smith. I hate the guy. Mm-hmm. Um I don't like Desmond Ritter as a quarterback either. Mm-hmm. But in terms of talent, the Falcons are just more talented than the Panthers. And I think just moral wise like overall morale um the panthers are just shot and they're just kind of like look they're just kind of waiting for next year yeah to kind of just to just reset and the falcons are in the playoff hunt i mean they're division leaders right now um so they need they need every win they can get especially a division win um so i'm gonna take the falcons but it's also the nfc south so the panthers could show up and just put up like 400 yards of offense and like put up 28 to 30 points and the Falcons just kind of just kind of take it you know the Falcons are tied for the division lead but technically the Buccaneers have the tiebreaker by the way oh so they do they, oh yeah oh, okay so oh, they're on baker. top of the division okay. yeah way to be baker mayfield right uh but <laughs> yeah I, i'm on board with you they have the talent advantage and even though i don't like arthur smith he's more he he has the ability to elevate at times the panthers don't the panthers offense is very plain and basic and that doesn't work at all when you are also the least talented offense in the nfl so it's really difficult to make an argument for the panthers winning this game but who cares about making an argument when you can just flip a coin right exactly exactly so let's see what it has to say here. Uh, that's behind my... That looks like tails. Oh, no, that's heads. So it is saying Panthers. Oh, God, upset. All right, upset of the week. Yeah, upset of the week. I, I changed my mind. Upset of the week. <laughs> uh, so both Falcons, coin, Panthers. Like, we joke. We joke. But once again... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like logic and reasoning, throw it to the side. Yeah, well, literally. Why not? I mean, why not just throw it? Caution to the wind. The Panthers win this game. Why not? Yeah, because a coin toss. I mean, it's literally fifty-fifty, which are honestly some of the best odds you could have. <laughs> so, and also the most simple. So, I mean, yeah, the coin. The coin picks the Panthers. If the Panthers win, can't even really. You can't really even argue. You can't. You can't do it. It, it can't be done. I mean, again, yeah. what, what do I know? I, I didn't predict the Jets to beat the Texans, so what What do I know? The coin could have predicted that half of the time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> Browns at Bears. Or, sorry, Bears at Browns. This is, game is in Cleveland. By the way, I just want to say the Bears have been playing a lot better as of late, especially on the defensive side of the ball. This should be a really good game between two teams – that, I mean, one of them is very clearly fighting for a playoff spot. The other one is the Chicago Bears. But at the same time, the Chicago Bears, you know, that they can do a little bit. They can work their way in there. They definitely can. Yeah, they, they, they're they doing something. I mean, it, it's another division rival, so I need them to lose for just, <laughs> just for reasons. But at the same time... um. My uh, my childhood quarterback is now playing for the for the Cleveland Browns, mm. and he's not looking too bad. He's looking pretty decent, like unironically looking like the best QB that the Browns have had all year. 
<laughs> Which, I mean, I'm not saying that's saying much, but considering yeah. they paid a dude $230 million fully guaranteed, and he's getting outplayed by Joe Flacco, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I did thing. not think about the fact Joe Flacco is probably playing the best football out of any Browns quarterback for the past well, definitely this season. Would you say he's playing better ball than Jacoby Brissett was last year? Maybe not. But maybe not. But it's it's yeah, definitely like, it still the in context what he's doing is really special. Yeah, I think like it's a very it's a very perfect blend of scheme because I think the Browns scheme definitely favors a quarterback like Flacco. The defense, the Browns defense is. The Browns' defense are pretty solid, um, and yeah, I mean, there's a, there's enough weapons to to work with. So yeah, Flacco's just kind of just doing his thing, and you know, look, five touchdowns in two games, can't complain. Um, again, I, I'm rooting for the player, not the team, and I, I always root for Flacco. I like. When they're playing, it was the first game. When they're playing the Rams, I was like, "All right, I need Flacco to look good statistically, but I need them to lose." And that's what happened because he had like two. He had like two touchdowns. He had like two hundred fifty something yards. And I was like, "Bet, bet." He had that one interception where I was like, "Yeah, it's an arm punt. It happens." And that was that. And then and then he played really well against the Jags, and I was like, "Oh, uh, oh, okay. I really like that." But at the same time, they're winning, and I don't like that. So, yeah, I. I I think this is going to be a defensive game. Do you think that's a wrong projection? Um, I don't think so because, yeah, the Bears' defense has looked really nice the last couple weeks. Don't know what happened, but they just <laughs> they just turned it around. Well, they're a young defense. Um, what what the Packers did offensively, the Bears did defensively. They're a young unit. That's fair. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah. And because um, their head coach is smart at that side of the ball on both of these teams – they were able to improve and take that jump towards the end of the, towards the second half of the season. Now, yeah. do I think that the Bears are going to win this game? No, but I think it's going to be a defensive match where the team that makes less mistakes offensively is going to win. And I have more faith in the veteran Joe Flacco to avoid mistakes than I do Justin Fields, who is averaging pretty much a fumble per game yeah yeah um i'm gonna have to, I, i'm gonna agree with you I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the browns to win even though i don't want them to um but it's definitely gonna be a defensive matchup um i'm not saying flacco is gonna play bad and i don't think the browns offense is gonna play bad i think it's just I mean, it's just gonna be one of those games where the defense is just they just lock it down Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to, it's going to take, it, it is going to, it's going to be the ball, like the ball security type of situation where like, yeah, fields, if fields fumbles or Flacco throws a pick that could pro that could, and probably will just decide the game. Well, it's not just uh, turn the depending ball on over. Position too. It's yeah, exactly. It's field position. It's who will turn the ball over in their own territory. Yeah. And I feel like fields as a young quarterback that has a history of turning the ball over. I think that's more likely. And this Browns defense forces turnovers. 
Like, the, the Bears' yeah. defense has been good. They haven't been able to take over a game the way this Browns' defense has. So. Yeah. The only thing I will say, though, is that the Browns this past week have just been completely decimated by injury. Like, there yeah. was, like, four reports. I was, like, within, like, two days where I was, like, all of these players are put on IR now or have season-ending injuries for the Browns. That's insane. So if the if the Bears win, I think it's just due to the fact that the, the Browns just lost like four starters in two days and just didn't have time to recoup from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd still I'd still take the Browns to win. Yeah, Stefanski's yeah. been making up for players getting hurt all season though, so I feel pretty comfortable. But let's see what the coin has to say about this one. That is that's tails. So. Bears, once again, wow, the coin hates us. Like the coin's really not not a fan. The, so far, the coin has legitimately only agreed with me once. If if the coin, if the coin is right with all of these, which unlikely, but sure, why not? Uh, I I might have to quit the podcast. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to just permanently stop the predictions because. I, this could be a historically bad performance. Or maybe it's a historically bad performance by the coin. I'm hoping that that's the case. I mean, hopefully. Or you just make, or you just change the podcast, or you just change it to, like, the, the coin flip podcast, and you just let the coin do everything. The, the Bills vs. Chiefs podcast. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly wish oh, I did this last week. Yeah, I really wish I did this last week. Yeah, the 13 seconds podcast. I wish I did this last week. Just because the 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 Chiefs Bills game being decided by a coin flip would be sh- so ironic. It would be <laughs> hilarious. like that would be the funniest thing to have ever happened on this show. But sadly, I I didn't come up with the idea because I didn't see the monstrosity that was last week's football game and last week's football games and the results of pretty much all of them. (laughs) But anyway, we digress as we move on to one of the teams that did a very good job forcing the entire NFL betting community to waste their money in the Houston Texans, and the other one that's also a division rival that also did the same thing. The Tennessee Titans, by screwing over the Dolphins, made many sports bettors probably break their TV screen. Game is in Tennessee. Game is in Tennessee. Do we think the Texans bounce back here, or do we think the Titans get yet another upset? The, the Texans, the Texans bounce back depending on if Nico Collins plays. Wow, you're really that tight that you think Nico Collins. I mean, hey, I respect it. It's a division game, and Mike Vrabel, for however bad the Tex- the Titans have been this year, he's still a pretty solid coach. Um, it's also a division game. Division games are always closer, more often than not, than you would like to admit. Than people would like to admit. Um, myself included. Um, but. I, I'm still. T- I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the Texans. I mean, in the battle of QBs, I mean, T.J. Stroud is like, he's that guy. <laughs> like the Texans, barring anything unforeseen, like in in the future, uh, if he just takes a nosedive, C.J. Stroud is the it is and will become the the Texans franchise. 
like no offense to J.J. Watt, no offense to Andre Johnson, C.J. Stroud will become the face of the franchise. Yeah, and I think um, there's a lot to be said about how that coaching staff has done uh, preparing them. so well. So well. Yeah, th- there's no doubting that. And yeah, so I'm gonna I'm taking the Texans, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those games where I'm not surprised if the Titans win, um, especially because Derrick Henry has just had a vendetta against the Texans statistically, <laughs> um, but at the same time, Derrick Henry for some reason has just not been himself this year, so this could be that game where he just doesn't show up, mm-hmm. um, to the standard that we're used to him being in, so. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still taking the Texans. Even I mean, even if Nico Collins isn't healthy, I'd probably still take the Texans. But like, I wouldn't be as confident. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of truth to that. But I I do want to ask you this: Do you think even without Nico Collins healthy, the Texans still have the better receiving core? I, I feel like there's a debate to be made. There there really is. I I know it sounds crazy. Who but... else would they have? I mean, so they have Noah Brown, who's been pretty good this year. When he was asked to step up, he made the plays, except last week. We, we, we don't talk about that game from last week. Uh, but he he had a couple of good games throughout the season. They have Robert Woods as the next wide receiver, and they have John oh, Mechie. Cool. And yeah, they have... I mean, the, the Titans only have D-Hop pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. D-Hop and Nick Westbrook yeah, and Akine. Okay. Okay. So it's that, and a player I want to see do well this week, but he probably won't because Lord forbid. You know the guy went round seven, so that was already like a big shot to my agenda towards him. But Xavier Hutchinson, I loved. I I was such a big fan of his out of Iowa State. It would be nice to see him get some valuable snaps in this game. You know, maybe he makes a couple of plays. I think he's a certified dog. Uh, But even with Nico Collins and Noah Brown, Noah Brown might not even play. I didn't know he was questionable. But even with Nico Collins and Tank Dell potentially out, Xavier Hutchinson would be the wide receiver three. He is ahead of John Mechie. But, yeah, the point is I like their receiver core even without Nico Collins. More than I like the Titans. And I really just struggled not to pick the Texans here. But that being said, an upset is possible. If they get upset again, though, all of a sudden, our opinion on this Texans team really changes. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm not going to say the coaching would come in, would come into question, but I think it would just come down to the team being a relative, uh, still a pretty young team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, just kind of getting that—they're hitting that slump. Honestly, most of the most of the good teams this year have hit a slump. Mm-hmm. Um, like Cowboys had a slump. The 49ers lost like three games in a row. Yeah, the Eagles are kind of going in their going through their slump right now. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs have been up and down all year. Like, it's actually kind of crazy. I mean, the Rams too. The Rams have been solid, but again, their record just doesn't show it. Yeah. So, and the Bills, I mean, Bills have just been injury-riddled all year, and they're still putting up a fight somehow. Yeah, well, but there was a point where a lot of people were doubting that team. Remember when the Sean McDermott fired 
or should be fired discussions were happening. And then they fired Dorsey and all of a sudden everything changed. But yeah, yeah. no, I think I think the the coaching shouldn't really be questioned, but I think it partially would fall on the coaching because they just fell apart at the end of the year. Yeah, there there would be a little bit of questions, but I think I mean again, as um as a rookie head coach, I think um yeah, his job's safe. Nico Ryan's, yeah, he you know it happens. Yeah, there's no doubting his job's safe. But at one point, we were talking about him as a coach of the year candidate. They lose this game. I think you completely throw him out of that conversation, especially with all the people that have been making a really really nice run for that award. Let's see what the coin has to say about this game. Tennessee Titans, by the way, with Will Levis, anything's possible. He can make plays out of nothing. Ooh, the coin's spinning. It Ooh. is heads. So, Tennessee Titans, yet again, the coin. Th- this cannot be just luck, right? <laughs> the amount of times no, the coin no, has I think, paid. I think the coin is just doing it to spite us. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> it probably is. It, it, it baffles me. Maybe I need to change the quarter. <laughs> maybe that's what it is uh or maybe i shouldn't be using a quarter at all maybe i should have known a, a quarter's bad luck could be yeah geez dude, use a penny or something yeah quarters are known <laughs> around the nfl community to be terrible at picking games come on what are you a rookie <laughs> what what was it do you now this is a really random question do you remember what type of coin it was that predicted the entire raider season for like the first 13 weeks uh, i believe it was a penny what you do know what I'm talking about, yeah? Yeah, he literally just predicted the entire Raiders season because it was 2021, because I remember because I was like, no, I was. It came out I think like two or three weeks after the season had started in 2021, and his first matchup it was the Ravens and uh, Raiders, and the Ravens lost in overtime or like right before overtime, and it pissed me off because I was like the team looked. I was like the Ravens looked so decent. Like offensively, and I was like, "Wow! Like Lamar's doing Lamar things. This is crazy." And then we lost to the Raiders of all teams. I was like, "The Raiders are so bad." And then you saw so, the, and then you saw the Reddit post. Yeah, then the Reddit post started came out, and I was like, uh, "You know, whatever." <laughs> I was like, "Of course, of course, it had to happen because of this." I, I should have done my research. Uh... Knowing what what the best prediction coin was because it it's very possible I'm picking the worst spot. Only one way to tell how good this quarter is for predicting football games. Only one way. I mean, so, true. Yeah, you got you got to got to let it play out. We'll we'll keep it going. But all I'm saying right now is with some of these outlandish predictions, you might not see this specific quarter on the podcast ever again. So enjoy <laughs> this next thirty minutes. I shall. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the Chiefs at Patriots. This is an interesting one. I'm not going to lie. With how the Patriots played last week, I I think, as outlandish as it sounds, I could see it. I really can. I'm not going to pick it to happen. Maybe the coin is more daring than me. But I can definitely see it. I absolutely can. The Chiefs have been very human this year they have but the Patriots talent wise are so bad yeah like it's Patrick Mahomes you, you can't you really can't 
I, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I can't even bet on an upset because I just don't trust an upset. Um, especially with the team as bad as the Patriots. But this could end up being another Chargers Patriots type game where the Chiefs score maybe like nine, ten points. Yeah, and that's and exactly just, it. And just win. Well, sure. But then Zappy had a nice game last week. He did. He played good football. Zeke played good football. You know, Hunter Chiefs Henry. Chiefs defense is one of the best in the league, though. Yeah, until it isn't, right? We've seen I mean, the, yeah. the Chiefs defenses play trash. So, it's tough. It, it is a little bit of a tough game. And a lot of people just want to pick Chiefs, and I get it. But there definitely is a debate to be made. If you were to pick the upset here, I would not have a problem with it at all. Again, I'm picking the Chiefs. But let's not underestimate the power of revenge game Juju Smith-Schuster. Because we saw how that worked against the Steelers. Let's see how it works against the Char- or against the Chiefs now. True, true. Um, yeah, no, we like you said, we've seen the Chiefs look very human. Like the most human they've ever looked in the Patrick Mahomes era. Um, so this could be a lot lower scoring of a game than we think, or the Chiefs just bounce back and they're like, you know what? We need to, we need to reassert dominance here. And they just drop like 35, 40 points on the Patriots. I I I hope they do that. It would give us as NFL fans a lot more clarity. Yes. I think, um, now I don't think they're going to put up 40 points, but I, I think this will be a, It'll be a bounce back game for the Chiefs, and they'll win pretty comfortably. Um, where even if the score doesn't reflect like a comfortable win, it it'll it'll be pretty, you know, like the the film guys will be like, oh yeah, they they had this game in control, mm-hmm. like from start to finish. Yeah, again, I'm picking the Chiefs too, just because, like you said, the talent advantage. It's very difficult not to yeah. Yeah. pick the team that has that much of a talent advantage. That and all the stuff going on in the Patriots locker room with the reports coming out that Belichick is going to be gone after this year makes it tough to pick them. That being said, they're also a team with nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. So, again, maybe. Any given Sunday. This is a very unpredictable team. Uh, I'm picking the Chiefs, but let's see if the coin has the balls that I don't. Flipping it. Ooh, why did I have to go back there? Uh, okay, time to get that new quarter. <laughs> uh, it just went behind one of my bookshelves, so. Oh, God. <laughs> this time I'll be a little bit more careful. Oh, that's a much heavier quarter. Heads, so it is picking. No way. It, it does. It, this coin is a much ballsier one, I could tell. Uh, pick the Patriots. Ooh, so see this this one this one I'm I, I'm actually pretty confident in thinking in thinking that I'm right over the coin. Is it is it that's a different coin? You think? Do you think this coin has bad takes? I'm I'm actually no, willing. No, no, I'd say if if the other coin did the same thing and picked the Patriots, I'd probably think the same thing. I think this is this is. I don't know. I don't. I'm do willing to, to put this yeah, game you know on upset watch. I really am. I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna put this as my. I'm gonna say that this is my lock. Wow. My lock. Okay. Yeah. I, I like to hear that. Look at you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. So yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs over Patriots. That's the lock. 
That's I, the lock. I'm the picking the Chiefs, but I'm putting the game on upset watch. And the coin hit us with a very, very confident Patriots. Yeah, we're, 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 I'm going. I'm going fully against the coin here. <laughs> okay, a lock against the coin is not a wise move. I, I'm just warning you now. And it's you know what? Look, look. It's my first time. My first time encountering. The power of the coin. Oh, so I gotta, oh it's I gotta mine. Limit. It's mine too. This is a new experience for both of us. Once again, I, I didn't. I'm only doing this now because of how last week played out. Only Which is reason. Fair. Again, <laughs> what other logical action is there to do? By the way, I I don't sports bet a lot. Like I've done it, uh, or I didn't even do it. I helped my dad pick a couple of things for a parlay, like twice. I would never do it after how last week played out. I, I would just wouldn't. You know what I do? I do fliff. I do a little, I used to do a little bit of that. I did that last season. That I don't know if you know what fliff is, but it's pretty much you have like in game points that aren't actually worth US money. Uh and you could just put that into whatever you want to bet on. You start off with like a thousand. I think I have like 200,000 or something, but that's also because I went all in on like three bets during the Super Bowl, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll go back to doing that. Hey, you know, maybe I'll just listen to what the coin says and bet on it with an in game, meaningless currency just to get points. Why, why not? We'll see. It, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, but yeah, point yeah, is, yeah. La- last week has drove me to the it's driven me to the point of insanity. To the point where I am talking to a coin. Uh, so, yeah, I hope you're enjoying that. Now, let's talk about a game that probably won't be enjoyable, but actually it might because the Giants now have their version of Devlin Duck Hodges. The Giants are playing against the Saints in New Orleans in the Superdome. How do you think this game will play out? I think I feel like this should be a good one. I really do. It's... I... It it'll be good, in in like the uh the me like uh, like the meme worthy sense. But I feel like this is going to be the game where Devito comes down a little bit again, mm. and Boring. it it's going to be it's going to be Tommy Devito playing bad versus Derek Carr, who's been playing bad. Regardless of what last week was, he was not playing great. <laughs> no, no, I, um, no, I disagree. I think Devito did play a singular no, great oh, no, game. No, 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 sorry. I meant um, no, like uh, Derek Carr was not playing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. I'll say like regardless, regardless of statistics, Derek Carr was not playing good. Yeah, Devito looked nice. He looked pretty solid. He he was doing he was doing his thing against the Packers, and I respect that. But I think this is one of those games where it like kind of like reality kind of hits again. You know, it's like he's won. It's like, well, he's won three games in a row, undrafted rookie, first ever do that, all this stuff. So, like, the hype, the hype is there. And I think this is going to be the game where he kind of comes back down to reality a little bit because the Saints defense, regardless of how the team overall has been looking, and especially the defense, because the defense has had its faults, they're still pretty solid. And I think, I, I, I just think this is going to be one of those ugly, gross games that like people are going to watch but they're not going to have fun watching it okay and i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna pick the saints to win 
You are. That, that is my that's my pick. Yeah. I think the Giants just watching that game on primetime television against Green Bay, they looked to have went back to the football that they were playing last year. And I don't know how much of that Giants team you remember, but that Giants team was very good at one thing, and that one thing was winning dirty, close football games that are sloppy the entire way through. This game will probably play out that way. Defense wants to force turnovers. Derek Carr is decently prone to making those turnovers. I'm taking Tommy Cutlets, and no, it's not just because of the meme. I genuinely think the Giants are going to go out there and win this game. Should be a, I think it's going to be fun in the sense that it's going to be close. There's going to be a lot of turnovers, all that stuff. But I feel like it, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun, sloppy football game. I guess is the best way to say it. Now, which is fair. I think that it 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 does have the potential to be a fun, sloppy game. I just think I just, I don't know. I just I, it's just that feeling. Mm. Where all the hype for Tommy DeVito is right there. And, you know, the Saints aren't looking great. Like, they're they're still in the playoff hunt and the division hunt. And they're not looking great. And it just seems like one of those matchups where, like, the hype just kind of just meets reality. And, you know. Like, hey, if, this, if, the, if the Giants run the ball well like they did last year, they ran the ball very well last year with Saquon. Um... And they did win a lot of gross, dirty games last year. They made the playoffs off of that. Um, then, yeah, they definitely they definitely have a chance to win. I just think the Saints are going to be that reality check of, like, mm, no, he's still an undrafted third-string QB that was placed in this role due to injuries. And the Giants team overall is, like, not super talented. Uh, like, they I have agree. guys. I agree at some point they're going to get their reality check. I just don't think the Saints are going to be the team to do it. See, but that's the thing. No one expects the Saints to do it. So that's why that's why I'm going against the grain, and I'm saying the Saints are going to do it. <laughs> Let's see if the coin agrees with you on this one. Earlier, by the way, I dropped it. Uh, I don't know if the mic picked up on that, but I don't want people to think that I'm uh, fraudulent with the coin. The coin agrees with you. So yet again, the coin hates me. Still only agreed with me one time on this show. Uh, even the different coin did not change that. Just every... See what I did there? Change that? I'm hilarious. Uh, every every quarter in my wallet despises me, apparently. So we got me picking the Saints, or me picking the Giants, and you and the coin both picking the... Saints at home in the Superdome. Now, again, I could see this game going either way, but I think it's definitely going to be a close one, and I just trust Dabble. I trust Tommy DeVito at least to beat this team. I think the reality check is coming inevitably. I just don't think this is going to be the team to do it. Now, let's move over to the division rivalry game between the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. In Miami, both of these teams had a surprising week last week yet again. Uh, the Jets somehow beat the Texans, and the Dolphins somehow lost to the Tennessee Titans. So, could be a close game. It definitely could be. 
Definitely could but be. But I, I think, I think the Dolphins were just caught sleeping. In that, yeah, they were caught. La- they were caught. I lacking think they were just caught point. lacking. I think they're gonna bounce back, win this game heavily. Now, if Tyreek yeah. doesn't play, do you think that changes much for you, or? Uh, if no, Tyreek doesn't play, then it's going to be the Raheem Mostert, Devin Akine show. Bar none. But, but do you do you think that they could really go with a run heavy approach? and beat that Jets defense? Or do you think they're just going to be banking on Zach Wilson playing Zach Wilson football? They're probably going to bank on Zach Wilson playing Zach Wilson football. I mean, like, I'm not trying to disrespect Jalen Waddle because Jalen Waddle is, like, arguably the best wide receiver, too, in football, and that's only because he's playing with Tyreek Hill. Like, if Waddle, there's plenty of teams Waddle could easily be the, the number one on. Like, no question. Yeah. Um, I just think that schematically – the Dolphins' offense relies so heavily 100%. on the Tyreek factor mm-hmm. that if the if the Jets' defense just goes, oh, Tyreek's not playing, so let's just double Waddle and, and then just force Tua to go to anybody else, mm-hmm. it's probably going to cause a lot more issues than I think people want to admit. And Tua's looked nice in the system, I'm not going to lie. I've been, I've yeah. been on record not... Like I've been on record hating Tua, but he's looked very nice in the McDon in the Mike McDaniel system. Um, and he's also made plays and throws that like are out of structure and all that fun stuff. But the Tyreek effect is just like that is the heart and soul of that offense. So if he doesn't play, that throws everything into into whack. I would still take the Dolphins to win even if Tyreek doesn't play, but it would definitely be a lot closer of a game. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the Texans also fell into like a little bit of just a trap game, caught off guard, and ended up losing. But I feel a little bit stronger towards that statement when I talk about the Texans. With the Dolphins, there is a legitimate reason that you could point to for them losing that game, for them playing so much worse, and it's like we were just talking about. It's them not having Tyreek. It's Jalen Waddle playing through injury. It's the injuries to the O-line. I mean, there are legitimate reasons that you could point to besides just them being overconfident. So that does make me think like, hey, maybe Miami is just not that good. But at the same time, I I know for a fact Zach Wilson isn't that good. Like, I, I know for a fact he's going to fall down to earth. Now, it would be a very New York Jets thing if Zach Wilson continues to play well all season. And then when Rodgers retires, or if Rodgers gets injured again, which I hope not, uh, then they're going to be rocking with Wilson again with any confidence. Basically what I'm saying is that it would be very New York Jets for Zach Wilson to play good football and end up earning a second contract. That's what I'm trying to say. But I'm not going to try and predict that to happen. I'm not. I'm picking the Miami Dolphins just like you. Let's see if the coin agrees or disagrees getting it in my hand please agree with us coin the coin says heads which means yes miami dolphins the coin is on board this is only the second time that the coin has agreed with both of us and only the second time the coin has agreed with me so let's move on to the Ooh, this should be a fun one right here the buccaneers at packers in lambeau this should be a fun one. 
this this is another one of those potential game of the week games. Um, at its peak, just because like ba- Baker has kind of grown on me, especially being in Tampa, where like he still has his limitations, but like he he this man is putting his heart and soul into this team, and like. I do, I do kind of want him to re-sign in Tampa and stay there for a little bit, and I do wish him to wish for him to succeed. I will say though, it is in Lambeau against the Packers in December. Mm-hmm. It's not not an ideal situation for a Tampa Bay team that wants to pass the ball a lot too. Uh, yeah. Um, now, to be fair, Joe Barry's defense is not great. Not okay. at all. Um. So they could still do that, especially because talent-wise, the Bucks' offense, I would argue, is more talented than the Packers' offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Evans alone. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, yeah. better than the entire Packers receiving core. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, hey, the Packers receiving core, as a young unit, has been making their plays as of late. I don't want to slander that too hard. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that... That Green Bay defense is really, really weak. Uh, I think that they could take advantage of that as a Buccaneers team. Even if they're playing on the road, I think they're going to make their plays. Winning this game is absolutely not out of the question for them. Should, once again, be a really, really tough game on both ends. Now, who do you have yeah, winning it, I though? Think, what I have winning? Oh, God. Like, the, pa- the Packers, even though they did lose to... The Italian Stallion last week. I mean, that was a close game anyway. Mm-hmm. And that was probably just the Tommy DeVito effect. <laughs> um, it's in Lambeau. And the Packers are still a pretty nice team. Like, I really... Like, all logic is, te- all logic is telling me to pick the Packers. Mm-hmm. I th- think... I'm going to ride with Tampa, though, just based on the fact that offensively I trust the talent of the Bucks a little bit more than the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, like, no disrespect to the Packers' offense and everything like that. But, um, it, yeah, offensively I think the, the Buccaneers just match up better against a Joe – I mean, most teams match up pretty well on a Joe Barry defense. But, like uh-huh. – I think they'll match up pretty well. And Baker Baker's played in relatively cold climates before, aka yeah. with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So like I think he I think as a quarterback he's definitely prepared more so than like someone who would have been like who could have been drafted to the Buccaneers who just who's mostly just played in like the warm weather and stuff. Um so yeah, all logic tells me to choose the Packers as the home team. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with them. So I'm taking the home team here. Green Bay is four and two when they're at home, as opposed to their two and four when they're away. They lost last week. They know they need to win these games in order to win. Buccaneers can afford to lose a game or two. Now I, I say that, but that division is really tight. So maybe I'm not too right in saying that. But still, the the fact is, both of these teams really need to win. They're going to pull out all the stops. Green Bay is at home. They're very good at home. And they're coming off a loss. They're motivated. They're here to win this football game. 
Let's see what the coin has to say. This is one where the coin's going to split us, you know. Let's see if the coin will finally take me over you instead of me and you. Oh. The coin landed tails. That is Buccaneers, so no dice. Oh, the yeah. Coin continues to hate me. Okay, so that leaves me picking the Packers and both of you taking the Buccaneers, even though the Packers are the home team. So, again, I, I think that's one that could really go either way. It is literally a coin flip. Uh, but I, I'm taking Green Bay as the home team there. Now, let's move on to a division rivalry game between the 49ers and Cardinals in Arizona. Do you think... No, no the, question. The no. Yeah. 49ers, move on. Let's go. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's just keep it simple. The, the 49ers have been a buzzsaw. I know Kyler Murray can make his plays, but... Yeah, the yeah. 49ers have looked absolutely unstoppable. The Cardinals just haven't been a team. Like, if any this... team were to end this hot streak that the 49ers are on, it will it will not be Arizona. Right? No. I think, like, I know I said the Chiefs and Patriots were my lock, and I'm sticking with that. But if I was, like, if I was unironically picking another a different one, it would be this game. Because mm -hmm. the 49ers are just so ridiculously talented. And, like, again, it's a division game. Anything can happen, but, like, the Cardinals are just not – it's just not them. Like, it, they might put up a fight. It might be a closer game than we yeah. think, but it's going to be one of those games where, like I said, with the Chiefs and the Patriots, the 49ers will be, will be in control for most, if not the entire game. Yeah. And they're the, just going to win. The 49ers don't look beatable. There's no way this is the team that stops them, right? But then again, yeah. maybe the yeah, coin disagrees with us. They did lose three games in a row, so they are beatable. Yeah, yeah, but, but <laughs> they were also banged up at that point. The coin All doesn't the even disagree. That's how you know you're in a bad spot right there. Uh, yeah, if, if, if the coin's going against you, like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you should just disband as a franchise at that point. Come on. Uh, let's move on to the Commanders at Rams. Another game I, I feel like pretty easy to choose, no? It feels like a game that'll be an upset. I'm not going to lie. But there, there's no logical reason for it to be one. So yeah, I it, feel it, very it comfortable. Feeling. It has that Sam Howell effect. Yeah, right? Um, I would definitely take the Rams, though, in terms of coaching. Because, I mean, Ron Rivera is going to get fired after this year. I'm fairly confident he will. Sam Howell, I think, will keep his job. And he'll be the starter next year. But I would really like to see Eric Bieniemy become like get hired as the, as the new coach. For the commanders next year mm -hmm. um i mean seeing the effect on the chiefs without him and seeing the effect on the commander's offense with him is very telling i think mm -hmm. um i mean to be fair the chiefs don't have a lot of wide receiver talent but like but they didn't they didn't last year and they won the super bowl last year exactly exactly so so like i would really like to see him officially become a head coach and like kind of like put his like put his staff together just to just to see like god forbid he god forbid he's one of those coaches that is just not a good head coach but a really good coordinator because we we have plenty of those guys in the league but like Money. this man's not even he's never even had a chance to be a head coach like he's had he's had interviews and it's just never gone gone his way and i feel like the commanders with the new ownership a relatively young core 
to work with, like, it just has the culminations of, like, him being the coach. And if they upset the Rams in this game, that's that's just another, like, part of the resume where it's like, yeah, I just outcoached Sean. I just helped outcoach Sean McVay and a very talented, like, young young team, but still talented Rams team that just went head-to-head with currently the best team in the AFC record-wise in, in the Ravens. Yeah, I, I mean, like, the, the Rams are a very good team. They're at home, too. One of the main things, though, that if you are to make the argument for upset, this is the one thing I'll really give you. Stafford, it, it's been the same story his entire career. What comes up with him has to go down at some point. And... The good obviously outweighs the bad, but Stafford will have a performance every year that's really, really bad, and he almost single-handedly loses his team the game. If the game were to be an upset, that will be why, because Stafford has one of his three picks, zero touchdowns type of games. But even then, yeah, I could still see the Rams winning. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm taking the Rams. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Rams to win. Yeah, but same um, yeah, but like, yeah, like you said, it it has the makings of an upset, and I'm like, I'm not rooting for one. I I'm still gonna root for the Rams to win. Um, but yeah, I honestly thought Stafford's like three interceptions, zero touchdown game was gonna happen last week. <clears throat> Didn't happen. City had three passing touchdowns and almost 300 yards, and I was like, super cool, dude. Thanks. Um. <laughs> But yeah, this he, he is so up and down. But I think they're they're kind of they're hitting their stride for like a hot minute. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to happen this week. But he'll ha- he'll have one before the end of the year. Yeah, uh, let's just hope he gets out of his system before playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the coin predicted Rams too. So. Okay, okay, so we're on a nice little hot streak with the coin right yeah, now. Okay, yeah, let's go. Getting in the good races. Great to hear, great to hear. Specifically with NFC West teams, uh, let's move on yeah. to the... Ooh, this right here is game of the week. Th- this is game of the week. Cowboys at Bills. Come, this is going to be a great duel right here. I, I'm really excited to hear the coin's thoughts on this one. Uh, this this be a nice QB matchup. I don't know if it's going to be a... I don't know if it's going to be game of the week potential. Really? You don't hmm. The Bills are just so injured. The Bills are just so injured and the Cowboys are like they're not even a they're not even a buzzsaw cuz I usually I usually like to keep that term for like the the teams that are getting hot like like Denver or Houston like when I well, mentioned I feel like them the being Cowboys a buzzsaw a couple weeks getting, ago. You wouldn't say the Cowboys are hot at this moment? I would say they are. No, they are hot, but I also I'm not surprised that they're like one of the best teams in the NFC because they are just so talented. Okay. Like if they, like if they started off like if they started off like kind of weak and we're like, oh, the Cowboys are just not good this year, and then they then they started getting hot, then I'd say yeah, they're a buzzsaw. But like right now, I mean, they just they just destroyed the Eagles, mm-hmm. and like they've been a relatively good team all year, you know. Yeah, but you feel really confident taking the Cowboys here, huh? I do feel confident taking the Cowboys if they if they lose, it's purely because Josh Allen just goes Super Saiyan. Mm. Um, again, like the Bills are just so injured. 
Like, I just can't. Yeah, they're but at injured the same time, and, like, at the same time, that, that Chiefs game, it showed us some stuff that the defense can do. They've been playing really well offensively. The when, Chief, the, the, that, when, that ever since they got they, rid of they Dorsey, the offense with different. nobody. They didn't okay. have Isaiah Pacheco. You know, Travis Kelsey's just looking his age. He's still good, but he's looking his age. And then the receiving core, Rasheed Rice is nice, but he's still a rookie and he still has his issues as of now. Like, offensively, the Cowboys, talent-wise, are just on another level. Mm-hmm. And... So I just don't I just don't think that they're gonna that they're gonna match up as well as they did against the Chiefs. And like I said, I just think Josh Allen's gonna have to go beast mode. Yeah, you know? I, I just think Buffalo looks at this game. They know that they need to win a lot of these next upcoming games in order to make playoffs. And, you know, they're gonna pull out all the stops. They're gonna pull out all the stops to beat the Dallas Cowboys in Buffalo too. I'm picking Dallas, but this is a really tight match in my mind. I, I find it tough to say one of these teams is a favorite. I really do. Just because it, it's yeah, no. not just Dallas versus Buffalo. This is Dallas against a Buffalo team that has been playing hot recently. And a chip on the shoulder, yeah. Chip on the shoulder, and they're the home team. Dallas is just—they're just, they're, da- they're just on the level right now. I mean, dude, honestly, yeah. I mean, if I if I could vote right now, I I mean, love I love Lamar, and you know, bias me would would pick Lamar just regardless as the MVP. Mm-hmm. But dude, Dak is the MVP right now. I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's yeah. Tyreek, but then Dak is the I mean, best quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I MVP is basically a QB award at this well, point. So I, I'm not trying to predict who's going to win MVP because I feel like that's stupid. I'm saying the player well, that yes, deserves sir. MVP is Tyreek. But yes. out, of, out of just quarterbacks, Dak, Dak, 100% Dak. Yeah, I'm not like, I just think it would, it would have to take him playing like – like he would have to play like he played against the Cardinals to like – Or the 49ers or, earlier this year. Or the 49ers, yeah, to like really be like, oh, the Bills are definitely winning this game. Like if he if – he, if if the Cowboys offense doesn't look great in the first like quarter, then I'll just be like, mm, okay, the Bills might actually pull this off. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see if the coin wants to take the Bills. I I feel like someone has to take the the Bills. I feel like I feel like the coin's gonna get the Bills. The the coin really is a Bills person. Well, the the coin yet again agrees with us, taking the Cowboys here. So. Okay. Okay. The the streak continues. The streak continues. So all of us pick the Cowboys there. Now on to the. Here it is. Your your opportunity to talk about your boys. Fly Ravens fly against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. How do you feel about this game right here? So. Last year, we almost beat them in Jacksonville. But, you know. And having Tucker come out for a 67-yard field goal was not the ideal situation to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Ravens have been I, – the Ravens have lost three games this year, but overall I think have been the most consistent team in the NFL mm-hmm. where their three losses, their loss against the Colts came 
in a game where they sacked Gardner Minshew three times. Well, Kyle Hamilton did. Gardner Minshew backed out of the end zone and got a safety. Like, everything went right, and they still somehow lost because of a turnover. Steelers game, they just dropped multiple multiple passes. And then the Browns game, Deshaun Watson just went 14-14 and just won, you know? Like, their games were very—not, like, fluky— well, the Steelers game, I'll say, was a fluky loss, but the other two losses were, like, the team played well enough to win, and one or two plays happened where they didn't, and I think that's going to be this game where the Ravens win, but it's going to be, like, despite failure, where mm. I, I don't know. I just had that feeling where the Jags are going to bounce back after getting kind of bullied by the Browns, and they're, they have something to prove. Um, and, you know, the Ravens are riding high, obviously, um, after that game against the Rams, but I think this is going to be a, cl- I think this is going to be a lower scoring game than people want, want to admit, or that I, I mean, at least that I want to admit. I, I don't feel that um, way at all. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to keep it honest with you. I think the Ravens <laughs> win this one and they win it by a lot. I feel. Hey, you're not going to hear me complain about, you're not going to hear me complain about that. It's just. Well, Knowing John this, Harbaugh, this Jaguars defense. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Jaguars down. defense. I just really quickly want to get this out of the way. Has, has looked awful. Has looked awful recently. The only way that this game is close is if Jacksonville's defense plays completely different than they've played the past three, four weeks. And I'm not gonna bank on that switch just flipping out of nowhere. I'm really not. The Jaguars defense is so bad. The Ravens offense is going to take advantage, and that Ravens defense is going to make the plays that it needs to. I mean, I find it difficult to make an argument for Jacksonville winning, personally. You're, oh, no, no. I'm not making an argument for them winning. I'm making an argument for the game being closer than it is, and here's the reason why. His name is John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, like, led teams. Like, they play down to teams that they really shouldn't. Like the Cardinals game. The Cardinals, we like the Ravens led up 24 points to the Cardinals, who are, or at the time, one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, they still are pretty bad, but they're not the worst. That's the Panthers. Um, Like, so, like, everything logistically or logically says, yeah, the Ravens will blow this team out. But because there's always those few games a season where the Ravens play down to their opponents. This just has the makings of that game where the Ravens will win, probably win by like 10 points, but it's not going to be pretty and it's going to be a little concerning, Um, especially considering that it's December and the playoffs, are, the playoffs are like a month away. So I'm still taking the Ravens to win. Don't get me wrong. They are the more talented team, but it's going to be a lot closer to a game than people think. Well, let's see what the coin thinks with this game. With your specific Ravens. That is heads, so it is saying Jaguars. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't no, feel comfortable. No, no. Not the coin. <laughs> Not the coin. That's the one thing that makes you feel the worst as a, as a Ravens fan. Worst possible situation, yes. <laughs> okay, well, we got... One more game to talk about, and it is not one that I am excited to talk about because 
I'm going to say a very similar thing to what I said just there. The Eagles are playing against the Seahawks in Seattle. Do you also have the away team winning this one? And much like I had with that Baltimore Ravens game, do you have that away team winning by a very large margin? Um, or? So, I mean, I think I think Gridiron posted it today, um, at like the day of recording. Um, the Eagles have not beaten the Seahawks in like 10 years or something. Mm-hmm. Or like the last seven matchups or whatever, like the Seahawks have won all of them. So, like, the Eagles are still the much more talented team, and they are going through a slump right now. But if there's any team, if there's any Eagles team that is talented enough to like go into Seattle and beat the Seahawks right now, it is this team. So I think I am going to take the away team to win it. Um. I just I just looked it up because I, I didn't know that that was a statistic. Uh, but I just looked it up. The last time that the Seahawks played against the Eagles was 2020. And that was before Sirianni. That was before the Jalen Hurts era really got going. That was before the A.J. Brown trade. Uh, that It was a very different team. So maybe Pete Carroll had uh, Doug Peterson's number. Maybe he did. Maybe he had Carson Wentz's number, but this is a very different team. I I don't, I don't feel comfortable making that same argument. We, I mean, which is fair. Which is fair. Again, the Eagles are such a more talented team that like it. They could they could end up blowing blowing the Seahawks out for all we know, but yeah, I don't know. Their slump that they're on. I'm it just expecting I'm expecting it close. It does have to end, but it's in Seattle, which is like one of the like yeah, toughest and it's places one of the play. better places. Yeah, it's one of the better home crowds, with without a doubt. But yeah. I mean, Philly knows this is like a right the ship game for them. Seattle has some weaknesses defensively, and Philly has the weapons to expose those. I know that the offense and defense are both simple from an X's and O's perspective. But I just think the talent advantage, the fact they need to win this game, like they need to. I I don't see them losing a game that they need to win like this. I don't think Sirianni, as a head coach, will let that happen. I think he's, once again, pulling out all the stops in order to win this game and right the ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah. I don't know what's kind of dragging me down on, like, expecting the Eagles to kind of like really lay the hammer down. I think it's just it's just the last couple of weeks where they've I've yeah. had I've had high expectations and they just haven't I'll give you this they're exhausted. You know. They they are an exhausted football team at this point. Because yeah, of their recent was, yeah, games. Their bye was relatively early too, wasn't it? It was an earlier bye, yes. So yeah, they they might just be a little worn down. Um but I think honestly I like their run game is really good. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is like a little. They're not relying on it as much as they should be. Is my thing with their run game. Like they, yeah, they've kind I of went think, away like, from that identity for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why they did. I, I've time, been asking like, that too. Like I wasn't. I was never a fan of them taking. Of I was never a fan of them getting DeAndre Swift because his vision was just not great. I think he's but, done a fine job. 
but yeah, exactly. He's done a fine job, but it's like they're still they could still be doing better. Um, but the Seattle Seattle's defense is kind of kind of hit or miss. I so, also think about it like this too: that interior offensive line on Seattle is going to get abused. Yeah, dude, Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis. And Jalen Carter when he's in. I, and I mean, Carter. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, again, I think Philly just matches up really well against Seattle. Really well. Yeah. I mean, their secondaries had some had some issues lately. So this this could honestly, like, I'm, I'm down on the game where, like, I'm not expecting anything, like, crazy. But at the same time, like, if you think about it a little bit more, this could end up being the game where Gino just gets pressured so much he just starts just bombing into DK and Kyle Lockett expecting something to happen because and, the Eagles yeah. secondary has not been no it has great. not not a, it's been it's bad deep. it's been bad yeah Darius so, Slay has Darius slayed his career at this point God. I mean ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was forced. Um, it was forced it was forced. It's 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 fine. It is more yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, so like their secondary's been bad. The Seattle receiving core is really good and talented. The Eagles offense is really good and talented, and the Seattle defense is not the greatest. So this could have all the makings of being a complete shootout for all we know. Mm, I, I I doubt it, but like still. I I really struggle to see this game not just be an absolute blowout. In Philly's favor. I, I just think they, they are here, you know, with the intent of just riding that ship, getting on the right track, winning this game, and winning it big. Which is fair. I, I could definitely see this just being the game where they're, where everything just goes right because they're like, oh, yeah, this is the team that we are. Yeah. Maybe they finally commit to their run-heavy identity. Maybe. I, I think it's about time. What a thought, you know? The, the I reason know, why you made the bowl last year and you just are like not doing it—it's kind right? of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> let's see what the coin thinks. Maybe, maybe the coin is willing to take Seattle here. Unlike me, uh, that is a—that's uh, ta- yeah, that's tails. So that is that—that's Philly. So that's on board with me. Okay. All right. All right. We're good. We're good. Okay. So yeah, that—that's the last game though. That that's gonna be a prime time game, isn't it? Uh, uh, yes, it's Monday, Monday night. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, that's all we have for this episode. Thank all of you for listening. I'm Patrick Cipher. If you want more of my content, check out at No Huddle NFL, no capitals and no spaces on TikTok and Instagram. That is at No Huddle NFL, no capitals and no spaces. Also available on YouTube. Same exact name, No Huddle NFL, no capitals and no spaces. Also. Twitter, at no huddle NFL, no capitals and no spaces, with an underscore at the end. Feel free to check that out. That's where I promote this podcast whenever I upload an episode. And, Rob, one last time, how about you go out there and promote your stuff? Um, So, you know, Rob Talks Football, Rob underscore talks underscore football on TikTok. TikTok. Twitter, it is breakfast carrot, all one word. Um, I keep trying to tweet more. Especially football stuff, and I just like I just don't I just can't think of anything, <laughs> um, unless it's Raven unless it's Ravens related. But like TikTok, I'm still trying to be I'm still more consistent on there, um, and yeah, you know, just kind of 
hanging out. Yeah, thank you for coming on, and thank all of you for listening. And I'll see you all again on Tuesday.